Self-Care Game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. Hey gang, what's up? It's your girl Devin, also known as Sent from Devin, also known as Haley Bailey. Okay, so it's your girl Des, aka it's Desi Case, aka Chloe Bailey. Well, I guess I was already her before, but you know, we gotta have a sister-sister moment. So serious. Ow, sister, sister, <laughs> I got my own mind. I was watching it this week. You know, it's a reason why we're them later. Yeah. um, Sister, sister, I did start to watch it when it came out on Netflix, but I had to take a break, you know, because as much as I love black shows and how they do, you know, they always have like that full circle moment by the end of the episode. It's like when you watch it too much in a row it's like annoying a little bit kind of like how I felt about well Moesha was just like ridiculous but it was just like I need to pace myself as a sister so I can watch a few episodes but I can't like binge like the whole season so I'm still working my way through it yeah I can do that anyway that's just a show that I watch when nothing else is on I don't want to watch nothing heavy so I'm not the type of person to just sit there and binge a show like that so yeah Um, yeah, if it's a good enough show, I'll binge it. But it's it, I don't binge often. It has to be a mm-hmm. really good show. But yeah, anyways, how was your week? My week was cool. Very busy. I've been like more productive lately because I like we talked about those systems we have in place. Like way more productive. But insurance has been giving me like the runaround for my clients and stuff, but I've almost got it. I think I feel more confident about it. I'm like this close to getting everything together. So Child. Yeah. yeah. Insurance be like that. I'm on, I haven't had to do insurance for clients just yet, but you know, I work in the industry. So I know, mm-hmm. I know both sides of it as a customer and as the insurance person. So yeah, it's just a little balance. For sure. Oh. But what else? What's new? Anything new? Anything exciting? No, not I can think of. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Am I? Is, is something happen? No, I'm just asking. I I'm don't like, know. I don't know. Do you do you remember something that I don't? I don't no, know. not really. Um, I was just asking because, like, I literally this is the only time I really talk talk to you now because since we record um, via Zoom now. I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, normally we kick it before the episode, then kick it afterward a little bit. So I was just trying to uh, see what I missed. But I guess I'll go on to my week. It was, um, I decided to not drink for the month of March. Um, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. Kind of. What you mean, kind of? Kind of. I mean, I may drink. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I usually like do it in January because I usually do the Daniel's fast in my church in January, but I skipped it unintentionally this year. And I was just like, dang, like, I really feel like I need that reset. I'm, I still probably will do the Daniel's fast at some point this year, but I was like, let me just start with no alcohol. But um, 
Yeah, we'll see. I have a friend whose birthday is this month. And then um, my family is coming in town this weekend. So, I mean, my mom isn't like a big drinker at all, but, you know, it's like my sister drinks and like she used to be a bartender. So she makes drinks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. And we're going to be eating at a lot of different restaurants. So I'm like, dang, like, you know, you start to remember like your favorite drink at a certain restaurant and you kind of crave that. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have going on. I girl, I ended up missing my therapy appointment for this week. Mm-mm. I went to okay, so Winston was due for his last round of shots, and his vet pricing is crazy. Like just to show up, it's ninety two dollars, and then adding everything else, I was like, so the the first time that I went to them, um, it was like sixty dollars, and that was because they had like a new patient special, or whatever. And the second time I went to them, they don't tell me the price until like they come to the car, pick him up because, you know, it's curbside because of COVID, pick him up, take him in there. And then they call me over the phone, discuss everything. So when they called me, it was like $230. And I was like, what the hell? But I mean, at that point, they got my dog and they're like, oh, are you ready with the card information? I'm like, what the hell? So I was like, they're not going to get me again. Cause I asked him, I was like, what do you think my next appointment uh, will cost? And it was around $200. I said, they're not going to get me again. So I ended up finding like this, um, like low cost, like program or whatever. And um, I got all three of his Where shots for, hmm? Where is it? It's called um, TCAP. It's um, Texas. I, I forgot. I sent it to you, but it's like, it's oh, Texas. I have one. I was wondering if you went to mine. I don't know why you didn't ask me. It's one like near you, I think. Oh, well, this one is called is texasforthem.org. And um, yeah, it was like $20 to get his last three shots. So the only downfall to that was me having to wait. And so they told me it was like a 30 minute wait. And girl, it ended up being like two hours before I got back to the house. And that's how I missed my appointment. But it still didn't dawn on me about the appointment. So I went about my day, did my, you know, went back to work was my, my good business. And she called me, she was like, Hey, I just want to check in and make sure you were okay. And I was like, Oh yeah. And even when she called me, I was just thinking she was trying to confirm my appointment. And, um, I guess I was still thinking that it was Tuesday. Cause I go see her on Wednesdays, but girl, she was just like, yeah, you missed your appointment. You didn't like log in late or hit me up or anything. And I was like, damn. So luckily, you know, the first mishap, she, you know, is usually free. So she didn't charge me, but I was just like, damn, that's crazy. But I think it happened because, so my last session with her, I did brain spotting and it was, um, it actually was really interesting. People be asking me about, um, brain spotting if I like it and I do like it. it it's literally like rewiring your brain. And the last session I had with her was like me going over feelings of not being good enough or like, um, just like kind of not feelings of worthlessness, but like just not being good enough and like questioning my worth in a way. And when we did the brain spotting, I literally could only think of like two times where I felt like I wasn't quote unquote good enough. And it was during, it was in childhood and it was things that I did not like. Like it was like, I wasn't good at things I didn't like. So it didn't make a difference if I was good at it or not. Cause I didn't like him mm-hmm. or want to continue with it. And then I tried to, I was re- trying really, really hard to think of like another like example or like, where did this come from? And like, I just started cracking up and she was just like, where are you laughing at? I was like, my brain is literally telling me like, okay, girl, like, yeah, the, you had those two moments, 
but like look at all this other stuff you accomplished and I felt like it was like a reel of my life (laughs) showing Mm -hmm. me the things that I have accomplished showing that I am good enough and like you know it was just crazy it's just your brain doing the the own your the healing honestly you're doing it the therapist really not doing much but we have a lot of facilitating it yeah and yeah I left that um, session feeling so good. And I guess I was feeling so good. Like, girl, I don't even need you no more because I did not remember that session. I so. Yeah, I did it over, what did we talk about last? I don't remember. About me, like, kind of, like, feeling left out and always feeling like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Not, like, in a bad way. I just always, I don't know. I just always, you know, I'm just different. I don't know how to explain it. Um... And we talked, we processed that. And it and I just got to the conclusion. I was like, I'm not different in a bad way, though. I'm just unique. So that just kind of, I feel good leaving, coming to that, um, coming to that conclusion as well. So, yeah. Brain spotting is the bum. I'm probably going to get certified in it. Like, I'll probably say that last time. But I'm probably going to get certified in it within a couple months, within the next few months. Because yeah. it's, it's faster not- than, I like EMDR, but it's faster than EMDR. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like a million times faster than talk therapy. I haven't done, um, EMDR before, although she is, um, certified in EMDR, but I I think she prefers brain spotting. I think she told me that. Yeah. Well, I went to her specifically for the brain spotting. I never even like really thought I was like, Oh, EMDR would be cool to try. But the same thing basically is just, is, is longer. Mm. You still using those eye movements, get into that part of the brain. It's the same thing, but it's it's like MDR is more of a procedure. Like it's more of a like a strict procedure that you have to follow, and it takes a longer amount of time. But brain spotting is kind of quick. Yeah, girl. When I tell you I left that session, and I was just like, "Bitch, what? Where did you even come up with these thoughts?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. like it's crazy how we just trick our our like brains into thinking negative things that aren't true so yeah, yeah. that was dope but yeah that was pretty much my week so okay let's get into the media segment press 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 don't need more press i made that bitch famous I made that bitch famous. Okay, so first up for the media segment, we're going to tell y'all why we're Chloe and Haley today. So Matthew knows Beyonce's father did an interview with somebody. I don't know who it was, but he did an interview and somebody, the interviewer was like, what do you think about um, Chloe being compared to Beyonce? And he was just like, what idiot would compare Chloe to Beyonce? You, the Beyonce, you know, just talking grade A shit. Like, Chloe is not a baddie herself. Just talking shit. And it was just like, Beyonce probably don't, don't even want you to say this. People was like, I see why Desi Chow broke up because if he got a mouth like this, like, you know, and after all that happened, Haley came up and she defeated her sister. She was just like, 
um how amazing is it that chloe is already an icon and she's like just popped in to say that i ride for my sister to the end okay period period just like solange and beyonce and i don't understand why he don't see why people compare the two because chloe is talented well Let's start off with the fact that they're signed to Beyonce's label. They're mentored by Beyonce. Why would you think that people would not compare her to Beyonce? Like, I guess he lives under the rock that Beyonce put him under because she just went through (laughs) all this scrutiny with the whole showing off her body and shit. And then you, a grown ass man, is coming out here like trying to degrade her and take away her accomplishments. And it's just like, it's just, it's just disgusting. Now I see why, I really feel like Beyonce found out some shit about him. Not just him cheating on uh, Tina and producing a child that they always try to get Beyonce to acknowledge. Um, but I really feel like Beyonce really saw his true, true colors. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you find out them family secrets or like some, you know, it's just some shit in the background you didn't know about. I feel mm-hmm. like Beyonce found that and just set up her boundaries against him and cut him off because Really, the only time we hear about him is when he does stupid shit like this. Beyonce don't even acknowledge him that we are she aware don't. of. She really doesn't. She really cut that man off and went about her life. Hell, Beyonce or Solange don't um, acknowledge him either. Yeah. So I just feel like, um, you know. I feel like he played a big role in Beyonce's success and Destiny's Child's success. Mm-hmm. Is, but he's one of those fathers that doesn't know the balance in between like loving your child emotionally and like pushing your child to be successful. Right. He fo- he leans too far to the side of make pushing your child to be successful. Yeah. So I can even see like some of the things that he may be on say do to be who she is today, even though it helps, I can see it probably being traumatic for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember a video of her like running on the treadmill and heels and stuff. And I'm like, that was, I mean, maybe that wasn't Matthew knows and set that up, but I, I just, you know, I just that feel like, like they, knows, honey. right. Yeah, I just Matthew feel like knows. he was the, on the last, um, little, the last group of the overly forceful parents, the Joe Jacksons of the world that mm-hmm. forced their kids into show business and forced them to give up their childhood to be in show business. I feel like he was like one of the, one of the last, parents that were like that so he still has that mindset he still thinks that what he did is great not to take away from his accomplishments but it's like look at what it, it cost you it cost you your relationship with the daughter so you may have you know made much success and, and get respect or you know credit in the music industry for that but look at the relationship that we know of with your daughters so um I just think that he needs to go back under that rock Beyonce put him in um take care of that child that he had out of wedlock or outside of his marriage and um you know just continue to to be is quiet is that bianca is that her name the girl off of the actor girl who's on love and basketball you don't know beyonce's sister no 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 that's not his daughter that is his daughter that's how him and her and beyonce are sisters bianca lawson is it, is that no, husband? that is um, Tina's uh, husband, Richard Lawson's daughter. So that's Beyonce's oh. sister. Or no, it's a, like a kid. Like she's like, she should be like five or oh, okay, I'm tripping. like four or five or something. So are they like blood related? Well, like Matthew had a kid with some younger woman. 
Oh, the stepdaughter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Girl, I was like, wait. I thought what? that was the look, I'm the okay. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> I was like, like, no. Nah, but um, yeah, he just need to shut up. Like, just read the room. It's it's women's history month. Like, let's not downplay black women. And you know that Beyonce, I, I feel like he do shit to get Beyonce's attention. And um, yeah. I, like if anything, this further pushes her away. And I know my good sis Beyonce called Chloe and told her to disregard that Negro. I just mm-hmm. feel it in my spirit that she told me. And that. she probably called him and checked him. I doubt it. Or had somebody I feel like Beyonce. I feel like she sent like a statement. <laughs> yeah, like, like a cease and desist on my a disclosure. <laughs> okay. She needs to send him a damn cease and desist. Okay. They um don't speak negatively about my artist in the public. Exactly. Exactly. He's stupid. He sounded like uh Tiffany uh Pollard when she was up. Like Beyonce, Beyonce, bitch. Mm -hmm. You look like Luther Vandross. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except his version wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) So in other news, um, do you want to talk about this whole uh, Benzino situation with his daughter. Yeah. What's her name? Koi um, Lorray. Corey. Koi Lorray. Koi Lorray. Koi. Koi is cute. I think that's a cute name. Koi. Mm-hmm. That's very cute. I know a Koi with a K. That's very cute. Mm-hmm. For a girl or a boy. Yeah, I like it. You know, I like those um, non binary names. Mm, I love it because I have one. <laughs> I hate my name, but I'm, I'm like, mama, you did well. I am a Devin. And technically, my name is um is the same, except it's because my name is French. And so it's just pronounced differently for boys. I forgot how you pronounce it, but mm. it's like spelled like with one E and like a something. I don't know, but it's it's interchangeable. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, what's going on with the young girl? child they going back and forth having um so for one family problems online family problems online i'm sick of it i'm sick of these daddy daughter issues being online just like with caesar from black ink and his daughter and that whole mess we didn't talk about Mm -hmm. that and we're not gonna talk about it because like i just feel like family stuff is touchy you know it's sensitive and like this stuff should not be on internet when it's like a child Mm -hmm. that's why we didn't really we didn't talk about the Caesar thing because like she's still I don't even think she's like 18 yet but um anyways so for one I did not realize that Benzino had like a grown-ass daughter Mm -hmm. um for two Benzino still has on neck um for three I guess um she said some disrespectful shit about him and like his lack of parenting and um stuff like that and he got wind of it. He gave a response online. And it was just like, it just got like a shit storm. It just became a shit storm of them going back and forth. Um, you know, it's like one person sharing their experience. So the daughter sharing her experience of his absence in her life. And then him defending that and saying like, I was yeah. there, this, this, and that. So he was, like he was basically there financially. And that's, you can tell that girl was hurt. Yeah. She's very hurt. It just sounded like he wasn't really there emotionally. Mm-hmm. And she was claiming that, like, he's just now trying to be vocal or open about everything because she has, like, this newfound fame. 
um, from her music. She she has some song that's like super popular, but I can't remember what song it is. Um, no more parties or something like that. Yeah, that's what it's called. So yeah, she claims that he's just trying to step up and like be present or like be vocal about her because she has this newfound fame and he's trying to be on her coattails or whatever. But I just feel like, you know, y'all are grown. Um, you can either handle this via phone call or text or not at all. You know, just process this with your therapist on your own if you don't want to have this um, conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. but going back and forth I don't know why people run to the internet to tell their problems or like their drama um on one hand it's like when you're hurt like yeah you may do that but like the back and forth of it was just kind of like okay she's young and he's the adult in the situation and he shouldn't have done it yeah he shouldn't have went back and forth now that's one thing that I can say I respect about Caesar is he, you know, said that this is a sensitive family issue. I won't be addressing this online, da, 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 this and that. Um, but mm-hmm. the stepdaughter and Caesar's daughter were uh, going back and forth. Um, Caesar from Black Ink. But yeah, Menzino from Love and Hip Hop, he, um, you know, just going back and forth with his daughter. And I just like, I want people to understand that you, as a parent, you cannot tell somebody what their experience is as, the, as your child. Yeah, you can't tell nobody what their experience is, period. But I will say the funny part of all this was, I, you know, I'm going to look in the shade room comments and somebody was like, it's okay. Well, at least you got your neck, girl. <laughs> girl, I, it was late at night. I was just scrolling the comments. I was kicking off of that child because he sure don't got no neck. It's like, what's, what happened to his neck? What, what's wrong? Maybe he just has high shoulders. Okay. I don't know, but she does have his jaw structure. Her face isn't he like um, you know, strong. Like, yeah, she's, it's, she's a pretty girl though. Yeah, she's beautiful, it, but you mm-hmm. can tell the relation because of the face structure. Like his face is wider than hers, but you can mm-hmm. tell she has like this strong jawline. Yeah, yeah. he looks. Um, she probably looks more like her mama though. Yeah. But, you know, kudos to her and her newfound success. And, you know, I just mm-hmm. hope that she just keeps going. I think we all, in a way, um, have some sort of inkling in the back of our minds that if shit was to pop with us, some family member would pop up out of nowhere and try to claim this or that or try to act like they, you know, y'all closer than what y'all are. And, you know, nobody can take your experience away from you. I just think that, you know, work it out in therapy and, you know, don't go back and forth online, especially if you're the adult in the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Drake released three new songs that I have not listened to just yet because I had shit to do. But you listened to them. How did you like them? They're cool. So what? let me see what they are. I like the one with um, Lil Baby in it. Mm-hmm. So it's and what's next? Wants okay. needs and lemon pepper freestyle. They're just Drake songs. It's like they're they probably gonna get played. They're good to listen to. They're easy on the ears. Is that a pop tart? Mm-hmm. But with strawberry frosting. Mm-hmm. That is tough. I haven't seen a pop tart in so long. I used to eat them things every day. I still eat them every day. <laughs> I eat my snacks. But um it was just like a a Drake song. It was cool. Mm. He did mention a line about um, something about he need 
he need he probably need to go live with Kanye because he needs some Jesus. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, that stirred up a little, you know, um, ruckus with people because you know they were like, "Ooh, is this the start of a truce? Are they going to be cool again?" Because you know he wasn't fooling with Kanye. If you don't know the backstory, he stopped fooling with Kanye because he thought that Kanye was the one that leaked the information to Pusha T about him having a child, and then him and Pusha T had all that beef, and then Pusha T was the one that told us that Drake had a child before Drake ever got to unhide his. That was so girl. shady of him, <laughs> girl. That whole that was a moment in time when they was beefing back and forth that was crazy that was so crazy honestly, i was still team drake honestly i mean i was team drake but pusher t did i mean like that was him exposing the fact that he had a kid that was the icing on the cake like he won in that battle battle but drake won in life you know like <laughs> so yeah i was still team drake but i mean he had to take that l because like you can't one up that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess eventually I'll get around to listening to them. But are you ready for Drake, like new Drake music? Are you a Drake fan like that? Mm-hmm. You yep. ready for a new album? Mm-hmm. I mean, but his last few albums has been so par. Mm-hmm. But um, I like, I don't know, I like Drake. New Drake music means we're going to be outside soon. Right. <laughs> Bitch, come outside. <laughs> Speaking of outside, Texas has opened up 100%. We wide open. And we ain't wearing no masks. What kind of fucking sisters that make? Abby, you big, fat, smelly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why you taking off the schedule? <laughs> this match is for Abby. Abby, you big, fat, white, nasty, smelling ass bitch. Why are you taking me off the schedule, bitch? I'm going to come up there and I'm going to beat your ass. And I ain't going to tell you when I'm coming. So, no, nah, let me stop. <laughs> but for real, why would that, what sense that make? If you're going to open it 100%, at least let's keep our mask on. So, if y'all don't know, Texas, uh, we done already been, it already get hot as fuck in our summers, okay? We'd be damn near dying. So, we already living through trauma during the summertime. But then we had to freeze, which pipes burst and we talked about that on our um texas snowvid episode but now we're going through another another one um and now the governor has opened the state back up at businesses at a hundred percent and no masks are required anymore so most establishments a lot of establishments are stating like you still have to wear a mask to, to come into here which they have every right to do just like, you know, shirt and shoes policy and all that. But um, yeah, this dumbass really decided to open the state wide open. And I think it was, to, I feel like it was a political move just because of all that shit that happened with the freeze and people freezing, they, people dying and all types of shit because y'all didn't have the electricity grid together. So I feel like it was a po- political move. I feel like it's dumb as hell because I think it said, I think the last statistic I read said only 8% of Texans are vaccinated. I'm about to get vaccinated. Oh, I have no comment. <laughs> but it ain't some like we just... do it. Huh? I know some people don't want to do it, but... Well, I just don't... Um, I just feel like people's business is their business. So if whoever wants to get it, great. Whoever doesn't want to mm-hmm. get it, great. So... 
<laughs> in addition to Texas, there are other states that do not require face masks, despite the CDC warnings. Um, and those states include Idaho, Arizona, which Arizona has like a surplus of vaccinations right now. Like they are basically saying anybody over 18 can come get a vaccination because they're scared that they're going to have like a surplus. Because um, they just had it had a real bad increase not too long ago. Arizona? Mm-hmm. Because I watched the, um, an Instagram TV video over. I just randomly came across it. And it was so sad. Like somebody did like a research, like a reporter did a research in their hospitals. And like people was dying. Like, and they connected like the cameras to like the nurses. Like, you know how police have the camera on them? They mm-hmm. did that with the nurses. And like you were literally walking around with the nurses, seeing how bad people were, seeing people die, seeing how quick people rotated out those beds. It was so sad. Like, I'm yeah. glad you. I'm glad you ain't send that to me. And if you did send it to me, I ain't see it. It was I, very sad. Yeah, I ain't trying to see none. But it and that was in Arizona, and they had and it was like it, they was like it's really bad in Arizona. Arizona had the top race in the world at one point. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. So um, Arizona, Idaho, Alaska, Texas, Oklahoma, South Dakota, um, Nebraska, Missouri. This is really testing my um, knowledge of the state initials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida, which of course, Florida. Um, and of course, Georgia, Georgia, Atlanta been wide fuck open. But um, yeah, so it's just crazy to me how this whole situation is. Huh? Georgia too? Mm-hmm. When they do it. I don't know when they did it, but. Of course they did. Um, I guess everybody going to be in Texas, Florida. And- Texas and Mississippi were the, were the most recent that announced yeah. it. Texas was the first one, wasn't we? I don't know. I, I it, we couldn't have been if all these other states um, didn't. I require feel like it. people just start following after that. I don't know. Who knows? Y'all wear your mask, okay? Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Was that was that guy that I don't like me as no more? I like his video. Wear your mask. <laughs> yeah, wear your. No, he got that list, so it's funny. I can't believe I let these niggas breathe on me anyways. Period. I don't think I'm ever going back to not wearing a mask, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like in places like grocery stores and stuff like that. No, I, I probably won't. It's probably for the best. I wonder if like seasonal allergies would go down or. My allergies um, have not been as bad, but I also been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You and, did. But I stopped because I got tired of my arm swelling up. Oh, with your immunotherapy, like really bad. I have like a scar on my arm, and like the lat, the charge nurse looked at my arm last time I went. She was just like, "They stuck you wrong." And ever since then, I was like, "I want to come back to y'all." But anyways, um, yeah, I haven't gotten sick as much. Knocks on wood. Um, and my mama said the same thing too. My mom was like, "I haven't. I usually get a cold once a year or something like that." But since I've had, since we wear the mask, like you. I don't really get sick like that. I got mm-hmm. a sinus infection, but that was due to allergies. But, you know, I think, especially around cold season, I think a mask is probably going to be in my self-care routine. 
Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I just feel more comfortable with it. And I feel like <laughs> between my mask and my AirPods, baby, don't talk to me. <laughs> okay. And then glasses too. Baby. Sunglasses. <laughs> okay. Don't talk to me. This is an introvert's dream. Okay. Okay. So yeah, don't don't mouth shit to me. I can't see your words. And you know yeah, I can't read lips anyway. So <laughs> So yeah, that's the um wear your mask. So outside of that, um, so George, who who daddy, who daddy did this? I'm pulling it up right now. Michael Brown Jr.'s father requested 20 million from Black Lives Matter to help restore um community efforts. They demanded. Um yeah, I saw that they have only received five hundred dollars in the last since two thousand and fourteen. Who? Um, Michael um, Brown's Jr.'s father, in regards to the efforts that he's made for um, for uh, community products projects and like um, awareness and support groups and everything that he's doing on his end. So from that article, it said he has only received $500 in total from a, a group affiliated with Black Lives Matter. Um, and he hasn't received anything else from them. And really, what is Black Lives Matter doing? Well, you know, it was all that controversy controversion on um, Twitter when people were saying, where's this, all this money going to? Because remember, like, with the whole George Floyd, everybody was donating, donating, donating to all these links and everything of that sort. And then people started digging and was like, where, okay, so y'all got all this money. Like we need you to be transparent. Where did this money go? Um, so although that sounds like a lot of money that they're demanding, like Black Lives Matter has a lot of money the, from what they were funded. Um, yeah, or, or okay. I'm here looking at their page now. Mm-hmm. They so, now they posting stuff of where the money is going, like what they gonna do with it. Y'all should have been have announced this. Yeah, you in in these situations you have to be transparent because people want to see where the, where the money is going. And this man is doing something wonderful for his community and has all these support groups and um, mentorship. Uh, programs and all this going on that he's trying to get off the ground and to have only received $500 in total from that specific organization yeah like that is unacceptable because like that's what that money is for like it's supposed to be distributed amongst our communities Mm -hmm. so um child they better figure it out because I feel like people are kidding like even with the last with everything that happened last summer people stopped donating to them Mm -hmm. you know you need to donate to grassroots organizations in your local community yeah the thing that i hate about this is it creates a distrust of um projects like this where donations are being uh, solicited because it's like you know, just like when people come up with the stories on Twitter and then they got their cash app and then somebody say, oh, that ain't true. They're they not really going through shit. They made that story up that it's not. It make you not want to give any money out to anybody. And it's like, for one, we, I mean, to be honest, we shouldn't have to give shit anyway. The government should be funding all this shit because they owe us and then some. But for two, in the event that we want to donate, it should be, we should be able to 
like verify where the funds are going and transparently check into this instead of like having to feel bamboozled. And not to say, you know, all of this is allegedly, we don't know if they are um, not actually putting money into communities and everything, but it's like, we need to see this and know this and feel it in our communities. Like it needs to be something relevant that we can see, something tangible. It can't just be like, oh, well, we're going to, no, y'all have had this money. We're, we're coming up on a year. So y'all have had this money and then some, so something needs to be shown for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. But in Black excellence, well, before we get into that, we do also need to discuss what happened in Plano, Texas, um, a Plano, a middle school in Plano, Texas, which is like um, in a DFW area. So basically, this little Wait, we need to give a little more background. So if y'all don't know Plano, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Plano, it's Texas, a white racist city. That's really it all. Is. It is. <laughs> that's all the. I mean, that's all the background. Yeah, that's all. That, I just Plano, wanted them to understand. <laughs> yeah, it's a Plano middle, a middle school in Plano. Um, basically, there was this little black boy that um, was has been getting bullied by these white kids at his school for over and, a year. For over a year, and apparently he's part of a um, football team, and they kind of classified it as hazing. But basically, they've been harassing this little boy. This not this is not even bullying. This is harassing. This was full of harassment. So let me let me tell y'all what what happened. So the boy name is Samarian Humphrey. Um, the name of the middle school is Haggard Middle School. Middle school. In At Plano. the hands of his friends and football team um they've been reaching out to basically to the school and them know but recently um at a sleepover he was withheld from his inhaler he was called racial slurs um and offensive slurs this is all recorded by the way the hard the n-word with the hard er yeah so we're clear physically assaulted assailed with a bb gun and forced to drink their urine at a sleepover. So that means that there were some adults supervising. Not only that, but this is on camera as well. So Forced it was to drink their urine. What the fuck? He could, he could die. Yeah, there's toxins. And regardless of if he could die, like what the fuck? Where is the the parent in all of this? Like where where who's supposed to be supervising these kids? Obviously, nobody was supervising or the adult was encouraging this because ain't no way in hell they did all this to this kid and recorded it and you ain't checking in there and see what the hell was going on like it was just for one hazing is illegal for two even if it was hazing that is like ridiculous hazing that is more of a hate crime than any form of hazing and it's middle school so I feel like any reports of that should have automatically been grounds of suspension for the people involved like what the hell like that it was just crazy it was disgusting it was it was just like it was another day being black in america yeah that's absolutely gross so basically um what they're doing right now is um emailing the board so let me let me get this together 
Oh, and so the parents, you know, has report have reported this, have uh, tried to contact the school, tried to contact the yeah. uh, school board. There mm-hmm. has been no action. They contact the police. There has been no action. So yeah, they've been doing all that. So basically they are. So now they're everybody is like getting together and emailing the board of Plano ISD board of trustees president. Um, and they have like a template and everything. And I'm going to give you all this um, Instagram because they have like the template in their bio for y'all to um, send the email and the Instagram is dear Plano ISD. So dear P L A N O I S D. And from my understanding, this is like um, the group that's kind of like, you know, advocating for them. And it's also a petition up in their bio as well. So please go to that um, Instagram page, send an email, help out, because that is just disgraceful. And it's, yeah, black no. excellence. Pray it to that little boy, to Samarian. I just can't even go into it anymore. But yeah. going to um, wait, wait, wait. Excellence. Before we get into black excellence, that page that you sent, um, I just kind of I, I share the information on um, Samarian uh, because it came from that page. But looking at that page, because it's called Dear Plano ISD, is actually anonymous submissions from students that have had um, different type of experiences from schools in Plano ISD. Yeah. I like, I'm just kind of skimming through this. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They advocate for students. I'm skimming through this and like, what the hell? Yeah, so check all that out, y'all. But (laughs) yeah, going on to our Black excellence. Um, so... A city in Illinois, it is Evanston, Evanston, Illinois, is said to become the first U.S. city to compensate Black Americans for generational wealth due, um, for loss of generational wealth due to slavery. Um, And how they're doing the reparations is they're receiving increments of $25,000, which really doesn't sound that much, um, by funding 3% tax on legal recreational uh, marijuana sales. And they're using it to give people money for um, housing. Um, So I'm not sure of the, so overall 10 million will be distributed to the residents for years of systematic racism that they experienced. This is really, really great. And I'm definitely a person that's over here like, yes, recreations, all that. But I feel like we need reparations more in the form, outside of the form of money. We also need college education. We also need more funds getting sent to these Black neighborhoods and these schools. And we also need to invest in financial literacy because if you give these people these houses and this money, I mean, a lot of Black people don't have financial literacy. They may not know what to do to keep up a to keep up a house and keep the value up and running. They may not know what to do with a large sum of money. You know what I mean? So I think it, I think the answer is more to than just giving us money. Yeah. Well, um, so based on it, so based on the article, basically that city has been segregated and, um, there's like a history of, a segregated like a clear line of separation between like the wealthier whites and um black americans in that city so um i think what they're doing is great i think that this is a great start but this is also like on a local um 
mm-hmm. I, you know, on a local playing field. So I think that is a great start for local because I don't think that anything that the federal government government does would like interfere with what they're doing locally. I think that mm-hmm. both needs to happen, to be honest. I think that locally there needs to be um just like how we talk about highland village how we talk about plano how you know all these pockets of wealthy white people i feel like that needs to be you know it needs to be mixed in for blacks and available for black people to live in these areas um on a local scale but then on a federal scale i think that there needs to be which you mentioned the um programs and you know just like the Paying for therapy, the stuff constant, like that. you know, the the forever type of yeah. uh, benefits that we can get from it. So I think that it, it true reparations has to be a combination of both, in my opinion. So I think what the city is doing is great. I hope those people get their houses and get to live in a nice neighborhood because I think the twenty five thousand can only go, go towards housing. I don't think that they are getting like the lump sum to like have the money. I think that is uh, towards housing. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hopefully they help them keep up their housing, baby. This I'm. This need to go ahead and be the start, okay? okay. I'm trying to tell my kids that I was I was one of the first checks cut. Okay, period. Go ahead and invest in this shit. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much for the media segment. We're gonna get into the main segment. Okay, so for the main segment today, we're going to talk about all the type of mental disorders, diagnosis, and like how they're clustered up in different groups. Because I was going to get into borderline personality disorder, but then I was like, I kind of need, I feel like every time we get into this mental health stuff, I'm like, I kind of need to explain like the background stuff so y'all can understand how this stuff is grouped in. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to start out with the first most common set of diagnosis and disorders that everyone is most familiar with is called mood disorders. So mood disorders like relates to an individual's relationship with their emotions. And of course, you know, everybody has emotional highs and lows, but for most people, they're short lived and manageable, but it becomes a disorder when it calls Um, when the emotional highs and lows last for days or weeks longer and they're also more intense than normal and difficult to manage and like kind of get in the way of your daily living if that makes sense. So mood disorders are classified typically either as depression type disorders or bipolar disorders and you know depression is just not depression that we know in the mainstream media it's different types of depression like persistent depressive disorder all types of, and then it's different bipolar disorders as well. So those are clustered up in mood disorders. So that's the most common one. Um, yeah, that's definitely the most common type mm-hmm. of diagnosis. Yep. Um, so the next um, set of disorders is personality disorders. So uh, personality disorders affect how a person interacts with others. So this includes how they form and maintain relationships with their family and friends, intimate par- partners, etc. cetera. Um, people with these disorders tend to repeat patterns in their relationships, which are often volatile, confusing, and difficult. Um, some disorders cause people to avoid relationships altogether. Um, yeah. So So. personality disorders are very different from um, mood disorders and anxiety disorders, all that. And people tend to try, like, kind of compare them. 
Like I had a client this week that was like, my mama told me I, she think I have a personality disorder. I was like, that's kind of mean because personality disorders are kind of severe a little bit. Um, yeah, it's like literally your personality. Like, it's just how you are. And it's abnormal from the society that you live in. Yeah. And like it's, it's like mostly because our personality is what most people see about us. So like yeah. a mood, you know, that can fluctuate. But mm-hmm. like your personality, somebody saying that to you is kind of like saying like your whole personality is yeah off. So when you in think a of way. disorders, you think of like borderline and um what else you think of um narcissist narcissism mm-hmm. personality disorder that's why we'd be like don't be throwing that around because that's a serious diagnosis so personality disorders are often caused by like trauma in childhood so this include like neglect abuse abandonment trauma and other like situations that affect personality disorder um development re- relationships and emotional re- regulation so personality disorders are split up in three clusters so cluster A personality disorders are defined by odd behavior. So people with these disorders often tend to be loners with unusual benefits or patterns or behavior. So these are people who have like avoidant personality disorder, um, stuff like that. Kind of like often people that are serial killers tend to have cluster A type of personality disorders. And then cluster B personality disorders. Why you whisper that? Like, why your, your tone change? I let them know, like. They so if they say I have cluster A, <laughs> run away. <laughs> exactly. So cluster B personality disorders, um, these people tend to be pretty dramatic, erratic, and very emotional. Um, but within each disorder and this cluster, they're very different. So cluster B is like dependent personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. And it's some other ones, but we'll go into personality. We'll give personality disorders their own episode. <laughs> We're just giving, I'm just skimming over it so y'all can kind of get an idea. And then cluster C personality disorders cause patterns of thought and behavior dominated by anxiety or fear. So this is like um, schizoaffective personality disorder. So it's kind of like schizophrenia, but it's not really psychotic. It's kind of more like their personality. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, that's cluster C. Yeah. Like I said, personality disorders are pretty, like it's a pretty serious claim to make for somebody. Um, and let's not throw that around. Cause I know a lot of people look at and be like, what's the difference between like a mental diagnosis and a, in a personality disorder and a mental diagnosis has more so to do with like their emotions and how they cope with things or like um hallucinations and stuff like that but personality disorders has to do with the actual person and how they act and how their behavior is abnormal to society to the society that they live in right um so the next one is anxiety disorders, which most of us are familiar with these. Um, they consist of excessive fear and anxiety. Um, so this is going to be like the diagnosis of like having anxiety, separation anxiety, um, OCD, which a lot of people experience on. Uh, that's a huge spectrum of OCD. Um, phobias and um, PTSD. So most of those, you know, we're familiar with. We hear about all the time. You know, those are a lot less severe than having a personality disorder. Yeah. And I do want to kind of go into anxiety disorders a little bit more because people be like, 
well, don't everybody have anxiety? And the thing is, we do have anxiety. Your anxiety is literally like your lifesaver. So your it's good anxiety and bad anxiety. Fight or flight. So good anxiety, yeah, fight or flight. Um, but good anxiety is like when you actually see something dangerous and you get anxiety, that's how your anxiety is supposed to work. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, or, Yeah, or like when you get excited for something and you're like so nervous, like you're excited for something to happen, that's good anxiety. But when it comes to the point where you're perceiving things that are not dangerous as dangerous, um, like dating or something like that, or when you um, your anxiety gets in the way of like completing daily tasks, that's when it becomes a problem in a disorder. Yeah. So right. it's important to recognize that we all have anxiety, but everybody don't have an anxiety disorder. Right. And that's you know, you may be diagnosed with having anxiety, but that doesn't mean that you have an anxiety disorder. So that's the, you know, like Devin said, that's the difference between the mm -hmm. two, because like we all, you may go to therapy for anxiety, but that doesn't yeah. mean like on your paperwork, you have anxiety disorder. Cause that's yeah. going to, that's going to be a, a huge step above just having anxiety. Yeah. And it's also a level to when you get diagnosed with anxiety thing, like we typically do mild, severe, and you know what I mean? It's different levels to it. And it's just, you know, just don't assume that you have a diagnosis, which we say like every professional. <laughs> so the next um, category is psychotic disorder. So this is where you have your schizophrenia, schizoaffective, because it's schizoaffective disorder and it's schizoaffective personality disorder. And it's also like some other schizo disorders. Um, so psychotic disorders is like a group of serious illnesses that affect the mind. So this is where they deal with hallucinations and delusions and they see things and they hear things. They make it hard for someone. Um, these type of disorders make it hard for someone to think clearly, make good judgments, respond emotionally, communicate effectively, understand reality and behave appropriately. So when the symptoms are severe, people with psychotic or disorders tend to have a hard time staying in touch with reality and are often unable to handle daily life. But even severe psych psychotic disorders can be treated. So when you think of psychotic disorders, like when you think of, and I don't want to like generalize it all, but often people that are homeless or people that you see on the side of the street that are just kind of crazy or maybe talking to themselves, they, it's like a high percentage of psychotic disorders in those communities because it's like they're so psychotic, it's hard for them to live a, a daily life. Right. And if they can't even do the daily life activities, like go to work and all that, how are they going to be able to keep a house? So when people be like, we need to help these homeless people get off the streets, these people that are homeless, they just think get on the streets because they they want it to, or they want to be there. Some of them prefer to be there after a while. Like some people prefer to just be homeless, but it happens because they couldn't keep up with their symptoms to the point where it interfered with their daily life. And even if you try to get them off the streets, let's say you give them a lot of money, you give them a house and you do X, Y, Z. I seen that on TikTok, this, this person paid, got this lady an apartment, which was really sweet. But most people that you do that, most homeless people that you do that for, they'll probably end up homeless again. Like it's a right. very high rate of that. Like they need more than that. They need consistent treatment. Like you got to, that's just like the band-aid. You need to treat the underlying problem when it comes to psychosis. Right. Um, it's treatable. But the thing about psychosis too, just like bipolar, they don't think nothing is wrong with them. Right. 
and it's it's not to say something is quote unquote wrong with them, but it's just they don't see a need for constant treatment or consistent treatment. They -hmm. just want to keep living their life because they have a distorted sense of reality. And like that's how it was when I worked at uh, at Behavioral Health Hospital in um, in college. We were like a revolving door for certain people, and most of those people were homeless or like they didn't have contact with their family and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. they were psychotic and they had a distorted sense of reality. And they would go and like take bus fare to go to like their sister's house, but then they actually Mm -hmm. never went. And then the police come and bring them back a few days later. You know, these are people that. Like the people that say like, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant with um, the next baby Jesus. And, you know, like people that's just mm-hmm. that you hear just say crazy stuff like that. Those are psychotic people. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an example of a delusion when they say stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so the next group is neurodevelopmental disorders. Um, this is a group of disorders that affect the development of the nervous system, leading to abnormal brain function, which may affect their emotions, learning, abilities, self-control, and the memory. Um, the effects of neurodevelopmental disorders tend to last for a person's lifetime. So an example of uh, this group is intellectual disorders, uh, ADHD. ADHD and uh, autism. Yeah. So this is where you have your learning disabilities like um, dyslexia um, and intellectual disorders and um, just ADHD because people think neurodevelopmental disorders are interesting because I feel like in a way people with these disorders are strong in other areas like Mm -hmm. you know individuals with autism they may not be strong socially but they're like some may be like depending on what in the spectrum they're on some may be like ridiculously like intelligent Mm -hmm. or people with ADHD brains they may be able to have a hard time paying attention but they have a good sense of hyper focus when they're really interested in a task. I mm-hmm. feel like people with neurodevelopmental disorders can kind of tap in a part of their brain that other people can't. Even with people with dyslexia, some of them tend to be very strong in math. Like, you know what I mean? So this is an interesting group of disorders. It does last for the course of the person's life. It's not something that can really be treated, but you just got to learn how to cope with it. Yeah, it's kind of like having, it, it is interesting because it's like having an impairment, like when people are blind and like they have a heightened sense of like hearing or they have, you know, mm-hmm. other senses are heightened. It's kind of like the same way because like, although mm-hmm. they may have, you know, uh, their brain development or memory or et cetera may be affected, like another part of them is heightened. So it is actually really dope. And a lot of, it's, it's sad that some people think that you know, people with autism or uh, kids with ADHD, they just think of them as like, because they don't interact in the same way that we can, they think of them as like not capable of a lot of things when in actuality, like, it's just like with all of us, like finding our purpose in life and the same thing with them, like finding what they're good at and being able to excel in those things. Yeah, I definitely agree. So Um, what... Oh, no, I was just going to go into the next one unless you wanted to. Oh, wait, I did the last one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The next one is um, substance-related disorders. Um, So these are what people consider addiction. And side note, addiction, the term addiction is very demeaning. (laughs) So say substance use. Even substance abuse is very demeaning. So say substance use. So substance use disorders are people that struggle with drug use, um, 
And it's a lot of different ones. I can't even like start to go into it, <laughs> but that's basically what substance use disorders is. Um, and keep in mind, like people can have substance induced depression, substance induced psychosis. That's more common than what people think, especially in the black community. I don't know if you heard about, have you heard about the fake marijuana? Mm-hmm. That, that hit my hometown pretty bad. And it got a lot of people, like a lot of my classmates into like, they turned them psychotic. Um, and they ended up getting diagnosed with schizophrenia. So schizophrenia can be substance induced and end up lasting lifelong. Because some people may have that genetic factor just in their DNA and the substances bring it out. Mm-hmm. So um, it is such thing as substance induced anxiety, parano- paranoia, all that. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So next one is eating disorders, which ironically, I, I don't hear much about as like more recently than I did when I was like younger. Like, I feel like they talked about that a lot in my like high school and stuff, just like to keep people aware of it, maybe because it was like much more prevalent or like, um, pop not I don't want to say popular but just like it happened more often then but you know it's 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 more common among younger right um so eating disorders true um so that's going to be like um bulimia and what's the other one uh anorexia Anorexia. yeah yeah those are eating disorders um We'll talk about that one day. I'm not very well versed in it. So we'll probably have to bring on a guest for that. Um, and then also sleep wake disorders. So this may, this is made, this sleep wake disorders is like people that fall asleep at the drop of a dime, like in the middle of a conversation or people that can't sleep or people that have like consistent nightmares. It's like different diagnosis for that. And you go to sleep um, disorder, sleep wake disorders when you rule out depression, you rule out anxiety and it's just a person just can't sleep. It, it may just be like a sleep disorder. Is that so, sleep apnea? Does that fall under there? Yeah. And that's okay. So now that I know that um, sleep apnea, once you like develop that, that's like lifetime. That is, once you have it, you have it, like, and it's crazy because I know someone that was um, recently diagnosed with it and they were like in shock and I was in shock about it too, but they were just like in shock. Like they said, I have to be on this, this machine for the rest of my life because of it. And I was just like, it's crazy. I mean, cause you know, you just have to like, that's like the only, I mean, it's your, it's your sleep schedule. So it's like, you have Mm -hmm. to treat it when you're sleeping or trying to sleep. It's not like everything else where you could just like be awake. And a lot of times, a lot of medication is ad- addictive. Yeah, um, sleep medication is very addictive. Yeah, so it's um, different like treatment levels. I hate that for the Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so the next one is sexual dysfunction. So that's going to be like erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and things of that sort. They act- They are actual disorders. I know that commercial um and marketing makes it seem like it's just like something to just keep you going but um Viagra and all that are actually to in a way treat or help with a disorder yeah and then next is I cannot believe this is still in the DSM and consider a category honestly because it's very it's not okay but gender dysphoria so this is a diagnosis some insurance required to so if somebody wants to go under a, to a surgery to be to get a sex change, 
some insurance require them to get diagnosed with this before they can get the actual surgery. So gender dysphoria diagnosis is like basically you were born a boy, you want to be a girl. And, and that everything in the DSM ain't right, y'all. Yeah, it's it only updated every every so often. So yeah, they're actually like it's a lot of therapists that's getting together that's trying to um get it taken out. Um, but there are other disorders like um that used to be in a DSM that's kind of like this. Um, about it was one with slaves when they used to try to run away from their master. I cannot remember the name of it. But that was a whole diagnosis. <laughs> it was back in the day. Can I remember the name of the diagnosis? So we got to keep in mind, like a lot of psychology and mental health is based on these white men that was racist as fuck. Um, they did get something. Is it drapa, like, Drapatomia? Draper, yeah, that's what it was. Draper, crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's like a runaway slave is mania mad or crazy. Mm-hmm. So keep in you mind, you crazy I'm, for having slaves. Exactly, it's racism in every damn thing. I'm but so keep sick of it. Mind that um, a lot of these disorders were created about a racist white men. They did get some things right as far as like depression and anxiety and stuff, but some of these things are very sexist, very homophobic, very transphobic, very racist. So we just gotta keep that in mind. That's why it's a lot of, that's why I'm glad there's such a big wave of Black therapists and Black psychologists and Black psychiatrists right now, because we're literally like getting together and doing research in these different areas and how these disorders show differently up differently in Black people. Um, we need to do an episode about these races as father of psychology and like how racism presents in psychology and mental yeah. health, because I wish, important. I wish that therapists psychiatrists psychologists i wish that they got the same type of props that medical doctors or like the same community uh, you know like rallying around or supportiveness as medical doctors and stuff because like the same thing that we have to do in our field is the same thing that they have to do in the medical field like just like the medical field a lot of diseases and um you know medical diagnosis and stuff like that you're only taught in medical in the medical field about what it looks like to white people, like right? mm. what it looks like on white skin, what it, you know, like versus with black people. And there was actually, I cannot remember the guy's name and I do apologize, but there was actually a medical student that came up with a book yeah, uh, with photos and stuff and uh, showing how uh, different diseases show up in black people because like when it's on white skin like it's gonna look completely different like a rash on white skin looks different than a rash on black skin and it's not about us being uh, racist or us wanting to separate ourselves it's about it looks different just like um eczema or like anything else skin related or you know looking black people looking flushed is different than white people looking flushed or you know so it's it's crazy but let me see if i can google him and figure out his name yeah we need that for mental health because it presents differently in us um so while you're getting that the next disorder category is paraphilic disorders and these disorders are classified kind of like recurrent intense sexually arousing fantasies um so some of these disorders can um consider like some people get off on like showing their genitals to <laughs> an unsuspecting person. 
Um, some people get off on being humiliated, beaten, and all that. You know, like bondage. Yeah. Um, or pedo, pe- being a pedophile. That's so disgusting. Um, and just stuff like that. And that even, that area of di- disorders is kind of questionable. Because just because somebody likes to get humili- humili- humiliated um, in sex, that doesn't mean <laughs> it's something wrong with them. Now, I can see why pet- being a pedophile will fit in that as a disorder. You know what I mean? Well, you know, they're trying to fight. There, there are some pedophiles out here trying to fight for their rights. Yeah, and I'm not even for the entertain that shit because that's fucking disgusting. It is. Oh, um, yeah. oh, but I found I found his name. His name is Malone. He's um, Malone, and I don't ooh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but um, his name is Malone Mukwede. It's M U K W E N D E. Um, he created the book called The Mind Gap, mm-hmm. and he's a London-based uh, medical student. So kudos to him. That's some black excellence right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's actually dope. He has a website that you can go and look at it. And I think you can you can look at the book on there. And not only you can look at the book, but you can submit things as well. That so if there's anything that has been left out, or if if you know of a, you know, like let's say they probably want examples of light skin, dark skin, you know, so they can see the difference in both and you can see what it looks like in both all types of shades of people. So that's dope too. But yeah, back to the disorders. Yeah. So the last, um, this is not the last one, it's two more. So the second to last one is neurocognitive disorders. And these are disorders that you tend to see in older and the elderly as their mental health, their cognitive functions tends to degenerate. So these are like Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's disease, stuff like that. Um, And then the last one is... It is very sad. Yeah. And then the the lab I worked at, um, we had a geriatric unit and that was like, it was so sad because, oh, it's just so sad to see them kind of like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then the last one is conduct disorder. So this is like um, oppositional disorder when kids purposely do like the opposite thing of the adults tell them to do. And just... Stuff like that. It's it's a whole a whole area. So those are really all like the just the different categories, which is a lot, which is why I want to go over them because I think it's kind of necessary for y'all to kind of have this background of like how you categorize these mental disorders because they're not really the same because people tend to think ADHD and anxiety is the same thing and it's not. And keep in mind, anxiety is also a symptom. It can be a symptom in some of these disorders. Yeah. And all of these disorders have certain characteristics or symptoms or um, things that you can have, but that doesn't mean that you have that disorder. So, you know, you can have like some OCD. Maybe you just like to be super clean. That doesn't mean that you have OCD. You know, like there are certain things that, you know, and I think we talked about this on the episode before, just about how like, it's about how extreme it is and how it affects your life. So those are the disorders for this episode. So we hope y'all liked it. <laughs> so I guess we can go ahead and get into asking for a friend.
Okay, so for asking for a friend, I have a couple letters. So the first one is, give me a name for a male. Um, Gage. Gage. Okay, Gage. Gage said he just started with backstory. <laughs> so his girlfriend and I have been living together for two years and six months. Three months ago, we let her younger sister move to our house, and she has never left her parents and not much to work. Um, if there's no places to work where they live. So we said she can live here until she gets a job, saves up enough money for her own place so she can start becoming an adult and get used to the real world. Well, she got hired by the second month she was here, but every day they have no every day they have no hours for her. So she literally doesn't work, but is employed. Well, we are going back and forth. Um, we're going into the fourth month. <laughs> she still isn't getting hours from her job, but dropped the news that she's pregnant and wants to keep it. <laughs> we are thinking about <laughs> we are thinking she's about a month into pregnancy, but she has a doctor appointment for all that jazz. Well, now it's a discussion with myself and GL girlfriend about what to do. Let me be clear. I understand that this is not an easy choice, but in my mind, I don't believe it's fair for her, to, her sister to stay with, a, stay with us if she isn't contributing to the living situation. It's not our fault. She went out and had unprotected sex with strangers and now pregnant. She is single The fa and the father can be one of the two men from good old Tinder. I needed my brother to proofread this before he sent this. But anyways, um, I told my GF that I would rather find my own apartment than live with both of them and a newborn. I understand that it's her sister and she wants to help, but her sister also needs a reality check. Maybe she can move back into the house with her parents, but I still think it's not our fault that she's in this situation. My girlfriend and I don't want kids, but since it, this is her sister, it's obviously different. Can y'all help me out with possible solutions? I work graveyard shifts, so getting in sleep is already a challenge, and I'm not the one who wants responsibility to watch someone else's kid if and when she gets a job. The whole situation is crazy, and I don't mean to sound rude about this, but I'm upset and not sure what, to, what the call, right call is here. Um, so my thoughts are... You and her business, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I feel like this is premature. Like she's only a month into it. Uh, supposedly, you know, you don't even know yet. So, you know, you don't even know if she's gonna carry the baby full term. You know, hopefully she does if that's her wish. Um, but, but um, you know, like there's always a chance of, you know, there there's so many complications when it comes to pregnancy that. You don't. You never know if this would be something that goes full term. Not to say that we're wishing that on her, but I, I think that this is a little premature. Um, and she, I, I just go and live your life as you were. If y'all had a plan to like have her out by May, then give her notice that she has to be out by May. Like I think that yours who invested in her life and her life choices, and I get that she lives with y'all, so it's kind of like oh, well, her not having a job or her bringing a baby into this into this situation is going to be a lot on us. But it's like, no, y'all stick to this. Y'all should have had a plan when she moved in on how long y'all was going to let her live there. And if y'all don't have one, then create one and keep that boundary. Like, simple as that. I mean, she knew that she didn't have no job hours when she lay down. She knew what she was doing when she, you know, 
had unprotected sex. So these are her decisions to make. This is her life to live. And y'all have been a helping hand. And so whenever that hand decides to stop helping, then it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I that's kind of harsh, but in her business. yeah, I don't think he's in her business though, because she, he, she is in his house and I understand it, it sounds like it may be kind of triggering for him because he's like, Hey, we don't want kids. So he's just like, you coming up over here and you not making no money from your job. You're not contributing and then you get pregnant. So it's just like, mm. but I do agree that they probably should just should probably should stick to the timeline if they did have one that she was going to stay. But be clear that you having this baby and coming back to our house, it's not something that can happen. Yeah. So that a firm boundary with it. Cause mm-hmm. well, when I say that in her business, I'm like, you're giving yourself anxiety by thinking about all the what ifs and all the future. Like she's a month mm-hmm. in, like pregnancy is 10 months. So um, like you ain't got to think that far ahead. Like you, you getting yourself worked up thinking about that time I worked the graveyard shift and it's already hard enough to sleep right now. Like, yeah, he <laughs> is working himself up. You, <laughs> you, you jumping up. ahead. Like you putting he the horse before the cart. Yeah. Reel it back in set your boundaries set the timeline and go about your life anything beyond that like you know when it comes to time if she ain't trying to move out you help her move out like okay well i got the u-haul so you you know i pay for the u-haul for you so you just tell, give my address to go <laughs> and that sounds kind of harsh but it's like when you don't have those firm boundaries then a person can take advantage of it and it seems like she's already done that so mm-hmm. the longer you keep enabling it the worse is gonna get yeah I agree. Okay. Well, Gage, we hope it works out for you. I hope you can engage the situation. <laughs> Girl. Anyways, next one is um, give me a girl name. Sierra. Sierra. Okay. So Sierra said, I love hanging out with my new friends. But the reason I cancel is because I'm so used to being alone and not getting invited to stuff. So this is all very overwhelming for me. I could almost say I have trauma of being neglected in my past friendships. My new group of friends is so great. So I feel like I'm going to make them think I don't like hanging out with them. So they'll stop inviting me. Sad face. That's not the case at all, though. They're so nice and welcoming to me, but I just can't get myself to hang out with people often because it's just not what I'm used to. So please advise. Tell them that. Tell them, hey, this is new for me. So I don't want you to think I'm canceling, but like I'm just canceling just to be canceling. But sometimes I, I got to do this in doses. Like I got to, I get kind of overwhelmed. And then on the meantime, in the meantime, go to the pieces, process that trauma. Yeah. I was literally going to say the same thing. It's like, you have to be, you know, the most important thing about communication or any relationship in, in any form is um, being able to communicate and people are a lot more understanding when you're upfront about things versus like them having to try to interpret it for themselves. Yeah. So the, the sooner you can let them in on what's going on, the easier it'll be for them to understand and for them to not be offended. And for you to like get that anxiety off of you on, you know, that, that pressure of, oh my God, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? You can put yourself at ease by just communicating. Yeah. So... 
I'm glad I'm glad you have the self-awareness to recognize like this is a you thing um, rather than a them thing, but definitely communicate with them and then go to therapy and figure it out and like process that trauma because you can't be like this your whole life. You got to work through it. You got to have friends. It's necessary to have a support circle. But you gotta have friends. <laughs> Girl. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it for asking for a friend today. So as always, subscribe, leave us good ratings on a- Apple um, Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, selfcare.gang. Follow us on Twitter, selfcaregangpod. Um, follow our personal Instagram pages. Um, it's Desi Cakes on all platforms and sent from Devin with a Y on all platforms. And yeah, you know, also hit us up on um, Facebook, Self Care Gang. Just type it in. You can find our page, like us. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Anything else, Desiree? Nope. Um, I think that we set everybody up for success. You know, we gave y'all kind of the breakdown of disorder. So that way, when we're explaining things more, you can kind of be like, oh, that's personality. Oh, this is mood. And you know what we mean by that. Whereas yeah. just like, uh, you know, us trying to make sure that us assuming that, you know, where it's grouped. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see y'all next time.